I want to begin by thanking Dr. Fisher, the pastor, for inviting us here this evening. It's an incredible privilege to be here. I feel that coming to Greater Zion Church is like coming home. I'm going to get back to that. Okay? Hold me to that promise, okay? Because I want to thank Dr. Stearns. I want to thank Joe Green. I want to thank all those people who are here as part of the Israel Christian Nexus. I want to thank all the people who are here who are part of the Greater Zion Church for supporting the Jewish return to the land of Israel. But in particular, I want to thank, and please excuse me for doing this, the representatives of Compton's law enforcement community who were here tonight. My friends, I am an Orthodox Jew, I'm a rabbi. I wear a yarmulke, can you see one of these things? You don't walk around with this. Do you know that Wearing a yarmulke today makes you a target. And there are people across this country, the United States, who are looking to target Jews, Israelis, and those who support Israel. And we are to live in a country, we are so lucky to live here in the United States of America which has a partnership and a love for the land of Israel and the state of Israel, so that we who support the state of Israel are protected by the law enforcement community. You must appreciate the fact that we are able to gather here together in the Greater Zion Church and this wonderful family, I'm now part of your family. By the way, you've got to learn a Yiddish word. There's a Yiddish word, it's very important. The Yiddish word is mishpucha. mishpucha. You ever heard the word mishpucha? No, no. Mishpucha no. means family. Everyone say it. Mishpucha. mishpucha. This is the greater Zion mishpucha. Oh yeah. I am now part of the greater Zion mishpucha. And I told you I feel like I've come home and I want to explain to you why. Because 2,000 years ago, the rabbis wrote a book, it's called the Talmud. I don't know if you saw it on the news a couple of weeks ago. There was a gathering in MetLife Stadium. Hello? MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. 90,000 people completed the Talmud, one page a day takes them seven and a half years. We've just started one class of Talmud 
Everyone's welcome to join. One page a day, seven and a half years. The next celebration, and we should have one here at the Great Design Church, uh -huh. is going to be on the 27th of June, 2027. All right. And I want to tell you what the rabbi said in the Talmud. The rabbi said that after the destruction of the Temple of Jerusalem, every Jew still wants to go to the Temple. But the Temple was destroyed. Jerusalem was razed to the ground. There was nothing left. There was utter devastation. And the rabbis of the Talmud said, that wherever people gather together and they pray to the Lord and they gather together and they study the word of the Lord that is Jerusalem that is Zion so right here in Compton in the greater Zion church we are in Jerusalem So my friends, I have come home. I am in Jerusalem. I'm on a very tight time schedule here. Bishop Stearns told me time is my enemy. I said to him, no, 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 it's your enemy. I'm going to end with one short piece, but it's very important, particularly because tonight, tomorrow, we're going to celebrate the late, great Dr. Martin Luther King. And I want to tell you something. I don't know if he said it, but I feel I'm channeling Dr. King when I tell you the following piece. You know that in synagogues, Every week we read a portion of the Hebrew Scripture. And yesterday we began reading the book of Exodus. That's what we read. We read the first five chapters of Exodus and the first verse of the sixth chapter. And we go through a cycle the whole year and we end it every year somewhere around September. When Dr always takes a group to Israel to commemorate the ending, the completion of the Torah. I want to read you something from Exodus chapter 5. And this is a remarkable piece. And you're going to go home. You're going to become my ambassador. And you're going to teach this Torah. You're going to teach this Bible lesson to everybody you meet. That's how important it is. Chapter 5, I don't know, by the way, I brought my own Hebrew Bible here. I didn't know if I'd come to a church if I'd find a Bible. <laughs> I wasn't, you see this? I have the Bible here in Hebrew. So let me read you from chapter 5 in Exodus. You know that Moses is probably one of the most difficult characters to understand in the whole Bible. Because he's constantly arguing with God. He never stops telling God, you got it wrong, I'm right. God says to him, I want you to lead the people out of Egypt and take them to the promised land. He says, no, ask someone else. 
Don't ask me, I'm the wrong guy. And eventually, after a long argument that is recorded at the beginning of Exodus, Moses finally agrees, okay, okay. You can hear him saying it, right? Okay, okay, I'll do it, leave me alone. <laughs> and he goes to Pharaoh and he says, let my people go. And Pharaoh says, um, what people is that? Israel. I've never heard of them. Who, who sent you? God. I never heard of him. And he leaves Pharaoh's palace and he is utterly dejected. He's destroyed. And Pharaoh calls in his staff and he says to them, make sure that the Jews who are my slaves make the same number of bricks that they make every day, but I'm going to take away their straw. I'm going to reduce the material, but they've got to produce the results. And Moses hears about this and he says, he says to God, Lama, this is in Hebrew, Lama Hariota, why did you make it bad for the people? Why have you made it worse for the people? I came here to save them and to bring them out. And you have turned your blessing into a curse. And God never answers the question. I want to unpack that story with you today. Because there's a very important distinction between what Pharaoh did and what you and I would have done. Imagine we have a bunch of slaves. God defend us. There's people who have slaves in the world. And somebody says, free those slaves. And you don't want to free them. Do you want the same amount of work from them with less material? Or do you want more work from them with the material that you've given them till now? And the answer is, of course, you want them to produce more, not produce the same amount. So why is it that Pharaoh said that they should produce the same amount, we just take away the material with, with, with which they produce it? My friends, this is the lesson you're going to take home with you tonight. Do you know what the wickedness of Pharaoh is? He's not interested in the results. He's interested in hatred between the people whom he controls. And he wanted the Jews who were his slaves to fight among each other so that they would never go free. He wanted them to be subjugated underneath him. He wanted to control them. He wanted to make sure that they would never be united together. Take away that which is theirs so that they fight among each other to produce. Who cares how much they produce? As long as they're fighting, as long as they're not together, they will never be a danger to me. That is the lesson of Exodus chapter 5. My friends, that's the lesson of 2020 and the African-American community and the Jewish community.
There are pharaohs in the world who want us to remain apart. There are pharaohs in the world who refuse to acknowledge that we are brothers and sisters in the same battle to make sure that the word of the Lord and that the word of the Bible comes to reality and becomes the real thing. The future of the world is in the hands of those who remain brothers and hold hands and link arms and fight for the message of God and for the future of humanity. And we, my friends, the Jewish community and the African-American community are brothers in arms, making, making sure that the land of Israel is secure and that the people of Israel and all that believe in the Messiah, the Messianic era, come together to ensure the future of God and the future of everyone who believes in God. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for listening to me. It's a great privilege to be home. Thank you. Thank you, Great Design Church. Thank you for hosting me. And thank you so much for your love, for your support of Israel. Thank you. Come on, give it up for